Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 117 of the SCO Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schoolfield, back in the big chair for today, Monday, June 29th, 2020. And remember that thing I said last week where I was like, you know, it's June, things are slow. So we're going to dial it back to like one show a week. And maybe if something happens, I'll drop a second show. Yeah. Talk about jinxing yourself. No, the real jinx in all of this was Sunday afternoon. Getting dinner ready. We're doing some grilling. Steaks, hot dogs, burgers for the family. And I'm coming inside from the deck And I see my wife, and she's doing some stuff inside. And I'm like, you know, one of the things I love about Sunday nights in in June is that there's when I slow it down to one show a week, there's not like a show that I've got to do that night, right? I could still enjoy the weekend. And then like a thunderbolt, Cam Newton, now a member of your New England Patriots. And so I couldn't just let this slide. The guys, Pat and Spags, they did an instant reaction show that's up now, but I figured I might as well hop to the microphone. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Cam Newton. We're also going to talk Spygate 2 penalties? Really? Really? But before we do that, your usual reminders of the outset. Please do a follow, follow along with the hijinks on the Bird app at Mark Schofield. Check out the work. Touchdown Wire, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio. Not one, not two, but three SB Nation websites. Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation. And right here at Pat's Pulpit. Let's talk Cam Newton. Because, let's put it this way. I always tell younger writers when they reach out to me for advice, hide the takes in an article. Or in a podcast, don't just tweet them out. Because for the most part, nobody reads articles, nobody listens to pods. And if somebody's going to do the investment of listening to a podcast you do or reading an article that you write, chances are they're somebody that likes your work. And so they won't come back and ding you if you miss on something. I'm reminded of that because imagine, if you will, a sports writer 
someone perhaps who focuses on football, who spent the better part of his spring, early summer, telling anybody that would listen that, look, you know, there is a plan for the New England Patriots at the quarterback position, and it's Jared Stidham. Because, folks, I've got some news. That was me. I was telling anybody that would listen, look, it's Jared Stidham, right? And look, I was saying things like, yeah, you know, look, Cam Newton is a fantastic quarterback, and I, I would love to see Cam Newton in New England, but they don't have the money. They don't have the money right now. And look, look at what they've done. They've brought in Brian Hoyer. They're hamstrung with respect to the salary cap. And sure, if they can convince Cam Newton to come in on a veteran minimum deal, maybe with some heavy incentives, yeah, but I don't see it happening. And if I'm Cam Newton, you're probably going to get another suitor out there, elsewhere, that is going to be willing to give you more, so... Absent something like that happening, it's the Jared Stidham show. Well, here we are. Because that is exactly what happened. Cam Newton did not get suitors on the open market. And the Patriots were able to sign him to a one-year deal. Basically for league minimum, that's what we're hearing from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. Heavily incentive-laden that could be worth up to maybe $7.5 million is the number that I've seen already. By the time this posts, maybe it'll be more than that. And when you sort of take a step back and look at it from that perspective, it makes a ton of sense. They got him to sign the veteran minimum deal. They got him on a cheap deal. They loaded it up with incentives. And so that sort of dream scenario where, yeah, sure, if that happens, yeah, of course you sign Cam Newton, but that's not going to happen. So the plan is Jared Stidham. Well, that dream scenario came to fruition. And yes, we're talking about an injured quarterback who's 31, who will be learning a new offense. But I would recommend two pieces to you, dear listener. One is a piece that my colleague, the recently married Doug Farrar, congratulations, Doug. It was a wonderful ceremony. He wrote over at USA Today that Cam would be a perfect fit for the New England Patriots. Looking at, you know, what Cam has done against New England. He called him sort of public enemy number one, looking at the fact that Belichick wanted to get more mobility at the quarterback position, and looking at the pure Art Perkins type system that Cam Newton can sort of already run. And so schematically, it makes sense, right? It makes sense financially, it makes sense schematically. And again, while we wonder about the health of Cam Newton, which I'll get into in a second, Doug makes the case, and I agree with everything Doug wrote, that schematically this could work. Let's get to the health question because Stephen Ruiz over at USA Today's For The Win, he did a deep dive on Cam Newton's health, looking deep into what Cam Newton did and the little bit of action he saw in 2019. And he talked to Nate Tice, who backed up Russell Wilson at Wisconsin, talked to him about mechanics and throwing motion and things like that, and he charted every attempt from Cam Newton aimed beyond the line of scrimmage in 2019. And basically what Steven found was this. He couldn't throw to his right. 
He, he writes, quote, more specifically, he couldn't hit throws to his right that were aimed outside of the numbers. When you isolate those throws, 10 yards plus, outside the right numbers, he missed a ton of them. And as he found, when Newton missed those throws, and again, I'm quoting, he missed high for the most part. I don't know if a weak shoulder is a viable explanation. Throws outside the numbers didn't seem to be a problem when he was throwing to his left. In fact, he was generally accurate when throwing downfield anywhere else on the field other than this one particular weak spot. And then he asked Nate Tice about this issue. And Nate has a quote in here. In the Bucks game, it looks like his mechanics got out of whack because he's compensating for his foot. See his front shoulder get all raised up on those. It looks like he's trying not to step too much into the front of his foot. And it causes his shoulder to raise up. And as Ruiz concludes, so maybe it's been a while since we've last seen a fully healthy Newton, but it hasn't been that long since we last saw him play good football. Midway through in the 2018 season, only six players had better odds to win MVP. After eight games, he was on pace for career highs in just about every major passing category. All of that with a shoulder that wasn't 100%. Continuing from Stevens' piece. Now the shoulder's healed and the only concern seems to be the Liz Frank injury, the foot injury. There isn't a long track record of NFL quarterbacks suffering that particular injury, but the list is encouraging. Matt Schaub had a 2011 season ended by that injury. He made a, a Pro Bowl the year after. Ben Roethlisberger suffered a Liz Frank in 2015, made the Pro Bowl in 16 and 17. And both guys were older than Cam Newton is now when they came back. As Ruiz concludes, so what are quarterback needy teams waiting for? Sign Cam Newton. That's exactly what the Patriots did tonight. So I think there's reason for cautious optimism at least, if not full-on excitement about this. It's Cam Newton. You know, before he had these injuries, he was one of the most talented quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the league. And he was sort of hamstrung in a sense by an offense that maybe asked too much of him in terms of him carrying the load on his shoulders. Now he gets paired with an offensive mind in Josh McDaniels and an offensive system that I think fits what he could do. I think if there's a player... To be excited about, it's Nikhil Harry. And Liz Loza from Yahoo Fantasy pointed out at first, you know, you talk about Cam Newton, one of the things that he would do well was throw and throw those sort of 50-50 back shoulder type throws with violence and torque and velocity. That's Nikhil Harry's game. And so I think this is a fantastic bit of news. It's, like I said, a bit of a surprise to me. I mean, like I said, I was the one that wrote the plan is Jared Stidham. The Patriots have a plan. It's Jared Stidham. Well, I'm reminded every so often that writing about the Patriots, covering the Patriots, doing podcasts about the Patriots, it's a tough gig. Why? Because Bill Belichick zigs when everybody thinks they've figured him out and that he's going to zag. That's exactly what happened here. Up next... We talked for a few minutes just briefly about the, this Bengals thing. That's ahead on this latest episode, this Sunday night episode 117 of the Sco Show. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 117 of the Sco Show. And I follow some PR people, some sports PR people, um, some very smart people in that world. Erica Kaiser is one, Charlotte Reeves. They have a, I think it's Kaiser PR is the, the name of the firm. Um, they do PR for athletes. And I know it was one of the two, it might've been both of them. They were having a discussion about this on Twitter on Sunday night. Again, brilliant, brilliant women. They do such great work about how the Patriots are masters of PR, public relations. Why? Because in the midst of the news about Cam Newton coming out, there was another Patriots related story that hit the timeline. According to Mike Reese, that's where it broke first. The Patriots have been fined $1.1 million in club fines. They have lost a 2021 third-round pick. And Patriots TV crews are not allowed to shoot games during the 2020 season. All for, remember the whole Bengals spying thing? That penalty was finally announced on Sunday night. And so right in the midst of that, the Patriots drop this Cam Newton news. I mean... This is something ripped out of like the West Wing. It's like, oh, you're going to dump this bad news? Let's roll out this big, shiny Cam Newton distraction. And I'm not saying that they signed Cam Newton because of this. Because as Schefter and Rappaport and others tweeted out, the Newton Patriots things had been in the works for a while. You almost wonder if they were just sitting on it, waiting for this to drop when they announced it. But it's not a scenario where, oh, we have to do something. Let's sign Cam Newton. No, it was in the works. So... According to the NFL, this is from David Wondilo. I mean, excuse me, senior club officials will have required training on league operation and game policies. In addition, David Wondilo, who was suspended by the team at the time of the investigation, is banned from NFL facilities until further notice. And prior to the discipline, he was terminated by the Patriots. So the Patriots get dinged again. And they will lose a third-round pick, which, by the way, they were set to have comp picks in the third round anyway, including one for Tom Brady. If they perhaps lose Cam Newton next offseason, they might get a third-round comp pick for him. So who knows how that shakes out. And as usual, as one might expect, depending on what side of the Patriots' fence you are sitting on, this is either an egregious penalty which is ridiculous and extremely heavy-handed by the league, or it's a slap on the wrist when they deserve so much more because they're a repeat offender in terms of taping the other team's sidelines and signals. As always in life, the truth is probably somewhere in between. Interestingly enough, it was reported that it was Troy Vincent and not Roger Goodell who levied the punishment in this case. There are those who always speculate that the Patriots get away with bloody murder, because of the relationship between Robert Kraft and Roger Goodell, which maybe led to Troy Vincent being the one to levy the punishment here. 
I'm very curious to see sort of how this shakes out with the team. They can't do what? All access, sights and sounds, all that stuff. They can't do that? Dave Archibald also tweeted out, the penalty for the Patriots makes no sense, right? If the league has proof they cheated, it should be another first. If it's all misunderstanding, it should be a small fine. What message does split the baby punishment send? And that's a... I think that kind of nails it. This was sort of a split the baby punishment. Because look, if they did really cheat, then like I argued at the time, they should bring down the hammer of God on them, right? And they weren't going to get the benefit of the doubt because they had been down this road before. Maybe this is more of the line of misunderstanding, but since you've been caught, we can't just let you go with a small fine because if we say that you were doing this and we levy some sort of punishment, it's got to be bigger than a small fine. Because if we put it on a small fine and we say you did it, the league's going to say, wait, what? So they had to do something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. I'd rather just be talking about Cam Newton. And that's what we're going to do for the rest of the week because, folks, it's time to dive into the film cave. We're going to be doing some, some Cam Newton stuff this week for another show. Uh, we'll get deeper into Cam Newton, his fit, all that stuff. That will be later in this week. But for now, we get Cam Newton. So we get to be excited about that. We get to be excited about what he's going to look like in the Patriots offense in the Patriots uniform. Um, what does this mean for Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, the rest of the quarterback room? Those of us that were excited about Jamar Smith, Jamar Chase. Well, I mean, might be tough. Uh, Brian the Werke's probably got the steepest hill to climb now. Um, but fascinating development. Very excited to see how this plays out on the field. And it gives us something to talk about as we look at the training camp. And that's, that's fun. In terms of needing some content, thank you, football gods. So that will do it for today. I'll be back later this week to talk more Cam Newton. Until then, friends, stay safe. Check in on your loved ones. Wear the mask. Look, if you want to see Cam Newton doing a Superman celebration in a Patriots end zone as they fire off the muskets, wear the mask. Wash the hands. And when you do, sit along and bless those Patriots reigns. Down in Buckingham.